0: Ladies and fellows, men, welcome back to another episode of the No Script Podcast. It's your boy, B-Rack, here with my mans, Dan Dutton. What up? So we have a very special episode. We had the very first guest on this podcast. It is a man, man of God, might I add, okay? A hooper, a baller, a husband. ankles. And a dad. A man that we met online, I think, through who? Your brother, Dan?
1: So, my brother and it knows Peeves, shout out Peeves. Shout and, out peeves. Uh, yeah, so that's just that was the uh, what, two degrees of separation because Robo knows Peeves like that. So, yeah, just playing with everybody.
0: Okay. So, we call him Robo, but formally Robert Kreps. Did I, did I butcher that? Robo? No, it was not we good? great. Okay. So, I'd like to introduce Mr. Robert Kreps to the
2: podcast. What up, boys? Hey, I appreciate y'all having me on. First guest, I, I, feel, I feel in love right now, and I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, so I know – I
0: already know that, you know, before you got on, you said you weren't going to get in on Peeb, so that's my job. So that will be <laughs> uh, one point for Robo. And uh, zero for Peep, so you know he's just digging himself a hole right now. Yeah. keep your heads up, Peep. <laughs> Stay hot, <laughs> So uh, we thought it'd be a good idea to have Robo here on the podcast to kick it off because one, I didn't even know until Dan put me on, but his TikTok following is is bumping right now. Like what Sheesh. what one view that he got or one video that he got? How many views he got on one video?
1: It was like eight million something. I don't know if it's gone up since then, but it was. It was close, dude. I like I commented on it in the beginning because some goofy was like, stop teaching these kids travel. And I comment. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you goofy, it's a drill. Okay. It's an exaggerate. It's a drill. You're being a goofy right now. And then I get on TikTok, you know, my my normal day, and I started noticing I was getting like all these like uh notifications. I was like, what the heck? And I got like on my comment. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I see another like, <clears throat> another like, I'm like, all right, people don't normally like comments like that. So, after, mm-hmm. like, I got like a handful of likes, I was like, oh, let me, let me see what's going on on this page. So, I click on it and I see like thousands of, of uh, comments. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I look, and I see thousands of likes. And I'm like, okay. And I look and it's like, uh, it's like 2 million views. I'm like, mm, he's popping. He's popping.
2: Man, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I know I told y'all, but for the listeners, I did not want to post that video at all. I begrudgingly post that thing at like noon and then went to basketball practice. I'm just chilling at the house and I get a text from somebody I never talked to and he's like, I think I just saw you on TikTok. <laughs> I open it and it's at six hundred K in a matter of, you know, five, six hours. Just crazy. Was not expecting it at all. That's it, nuts. It, so for... be the ones you don't
1: expect, isn't it?
2: Mm. Absolutely. So for for
0: those of you that haven't caught on yet, uh our man's runs an Instagram page. is a non-for-profit organization. So to basically get back to the athletes, if you go to Just Ball on Instagram, and is that the name for your TikTok as well?
2: No, it's it, put the go in the middle and you got it. Just Go Ball.
0: Okay, got it. Oh, oh yeah. Got, yeah. What, Facebook, Goldball.
2: Instagram, TikTok.
1: a oh, website, JustGoBall.com, right?
0: Yes,
2: sir. Check
0: us out. Oh, so I, I did notice when that that the uh, basketballs donated, they, they take donated basketballs and shoes. And I'm telling you right now, live on the podcast, you can go ahead and bump that shoes number from one to four. Cause I'm going to send you three pairs right now.
2: Hey, let's come go. on, man. let's go for real. So we, I'm so thankful for that. We actually have, we have kids at Ju- the juvenile <coughs> center I'm working with already asking for, um, they need to need more shoes, honestly.
0: So all I know off the
2: top of my head, I have a pair of
0: uh, Jordan Thirty Ones. They're red and black, barely worn. They're a size ten. Um, I think a pair of Kobe Sevens, like super clean condition. They're like a ten and a half. And then the Kobe Nine Elite uh, high tops. They're black and gray. Those are nine and a half. So if you got small foot people out there, you know, there you go. <laughs> so Dude, basically, that's, hey,
1: that's that's huge, man. Because I remember uh, I was just talking to. To my brother about it, dude. Talking about that video where you gave that kid a, a basketball. Uh, you got it on your TikTok. Maybe it was on Instagram too. I'm not sure. But I was like, sh- I was telling him about it. I was telling him you were going to be on the podcast. And we were like, that touched our heart, man. Seeing the, the little kid, like, oh, I ain't got a ball. You just, here you go.
2: Man. And y'all, no, I appreciate you saying that for real. Because um, your brother, Rob, texted me. And I just, it's so hard to capture within that, what, 30, 35 seconds of how hard that kid was working before I gave him a basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this, that's the type of kid we want to find who will work, but just needs the ball. Right.
0: And he's the one that was uh, mentioning when you asked the crowd, all right, what, what aren't you strong at? And he said, what do he say? Was it dribbling between the legs or, or yeah. uh, behind the, yep. okay. And there's he yeah, did there have was, a ball to
2: practice. Correct. Yeah. There was a certain drill we were doing and he was struggling with it. He got better throughout the day and, and like I say, you know, uh, what do you want to work on? And he, he mentioned that ball handling drill and he happened to be the same one who didn't have a basketball. So it's like I said, man, just fi- finding those kids and, and using coaches and using teachers um, to find that quote unquote, perfect kid who, who wants to work and didn't just needs the ball. That's what we want to do. Yeah.
1: And even having a kid that at that age, that will speak up in a group full of people like, yeah, this is what I didn't do well. You know what yes. saying? That's, I mean, that's, that's a, a kid, you know, he's going to work on it because I don't think I so like, would have said, Somebody, wouldn't you do well? And they ask a group, I probably would have just been quiet.
2: You're exactly, that's how I would have been too. <laughs> that's tough to do, especially at that young age. Um, yeah. And also, even raise your hand and say, Hey, I don't have a basketball. Yeah. Some, kids are, yeah. some kids are embarrassed to do that. So, the, the first high school I went to, I ended up giving out 10 basketballs. And when I, when I asked the team, I said, Who doesn't have a ball? only four raised their hand yet when it came time to get you see you see where i'm going with this When it mm-hmm. came time to mm-hmm. get into the basketball more kids came but they were embarrassed like i mean yeah. i didn't have my own ball i'm on the team you know so yeah well dude i'll yeah. tell you
0: like well kids like young or even a little bit older once you get to high school are ruthless because they'll bully you and roast you about anything so yeah i'm sure there was like in the back of their mind or like dang like you think having a basketball and things like that, it's, like, common ground. Like, everybody in the household should have it. But then these kids that don't have it, they're like, I don't really want to say nothing. Like, I'm ashamed.
2: Brian, I mean, Brian, this is, this is why I started this nonprofit because I thought it was a thing being a PE teacher and basketball coach. You know, I kind of noticed there's a lot of kids, even on my own team, who, who are always asking me, hey, you're going to be at the gym because I need a basketball. Mm. Um, and then I went to an open run with a team I formerly coached. And I just texted the guys and said, Hey, let's do a little open run outside. Um, it was the middle of summer. Let's get everybody there. And I had this idea for the nonprofit of giving out shoes and giving out basketballs in my mind. And when I showed up at that court, 30 guys came and I was the only one with the basketball. What? I'm like, come on, man. Like this, this isn't right. Like y'all, y'all mm-hmm. need a ball. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let I'm starting this because of this day. You know, mm-hmm. um, that was the origin. That was it, man. And and I'm like I'm like most people. Maybe I live in an ivory tower, and and I don't mean to say I, I have tons of money, but you know I grew up middle class. And um, I was telling the team I was talking to yesterday. I said indoor balls, low key, are kind of expensive. If you want one, they're like seventy five, eighty uh, dollars. Absolutely. You know, outdoor balls. Yes, they're cheaper, but we don't want to give out a rubber basketball. We
3: mm-hmm. want to give.
2: We want to give a ball that lasts. Um, and those those right now are running forty dollars. So you're looking at these, let's say fourth to fourth graders to high schoolers who they don't. Most of them don't have a job. They love mm-hmm. the game. Can I? I just want to make it easy on them. Like that. It's that simple. And if it's one kid on a team, fine. If it's 15 on a team, great. Like, here, here you go. Now go ball.
0: That's awesome, man. And, and in your mind, that's not, that's not a burden because whether it be one person or, like you said, 15 people, it's like you knew going in that, hey, a lot of these kids, they're probably going to need some shoes to hoop in. They're probably going to need a ball, you know, when they're in the gym to practice on their game. It's just you already know the expectation and you're, you're going in there. Just to change a life, man. Like you don't expect nothing in return, except for them to just put the work in when they meet you.
2: Heck yeah, that no, that's so true, and it's just the power of giving and giving back to something you love, man. Give, giving changes things, and um, just seeing seeing kids light up when you coach and teach or give them something that's that's that brings me so much joy. You can't put a price tag on that.
1: Yeah, I do like like, uh, like a basketball to like a lot of people. Could seem like something small but i bet those kids get super excited like they don't have a ball and now they got one like you know like you said you were middle class i was middle class it didn't getting a basketball wasn't something that i ever worried about i always had
2: one man but for the kids that
1: don't that's got to be huge
2: yes and and it's you know it's, it's it's something with our mind like once once we have this idea you can't help but stop seeing it so even at the community center i go to they provide basketball to, to people who want them, but I'm telling you, they're trash, man. Mm-hmm. I walk in with that I don't know if you know basketball, like that, like the Wilson evolution of really good ball. Yeah. And it's like people are always trying to bum my basketball. Sure. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, this is why I started what I because y'all are in here want to put in work, but here you are trying to take my basketball because you got that piece of trash. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like yeah.
1: my attributes go up like five points when I get that. The evolution in my hands, my jump shot gets so much better. <laughs> I feel the same
0: exact way. <laughs> you know that basketball that's so worn down, it's got nothing but it's, uh, the color gray. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so beat, bro. Like, that's who, how people be coming in with sometimes. Like, <laughs> no, we got, we got to change that. Yes. I, did, I did want to go into, all right. So the video that we're all referring to when you guys go to his TikTok page is he basically breaks down this kid's uh, shot form. And, you know, he does some corrections. And then before, you know, it, at the end of the video, this man's hitting jumpers. And it that's the one that blew up. So you said in the beginning, you didn't even really want to post it. So what made you not want to post it initially? And then what put you over the edge and you're like, F it, I'm going to post it.
2: Oh, man, I, t- I tell you what, this I sometimes I feel like I'm a 15 year old and a 30 year old body because huh. I, I, man, i be I'm being serious because it's so hard to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And the I was reluctant to get on TikTok. I did not want to do it. I, I, I kid you not. I, I wish I could see the date, but I think I started my TikTok close to like two and a half weeks ago. It's brand new. And people are on me like, hey, if you want your nonprofit to grow, you got to get on Instagram and you have to get on TikTok. So I just hop on TikTok and that video that got so many views, people don't get how organic that happened. So, I'm going to try to answer both your questions, Brian. So, you got to, to reel me back in, man. Um, no, you're good. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm trying to break my, my threes in a row record, which is 37. So, oh about God. slight flex. flex. What's up? Slight flex. I'm not trying to flex. <laughs>
3: hey, <it's laughs> I'm real. not trying to flex.
2: It, it's real. No, and I was, and I had my camera up. Um, shooting. I try to do like once or twice a week for 10 to 20 minutes and see if I can get a new number. And that kid's about to leave the, uh, leave the gym. He just hollers, Hey man, can you help me with my shot? And I said, all right, I'll help you under one condition. I get to film it. So we just, we chop it up for a second. And as you can see, that man was born a brick. I love him today. (laughs) He was was super sweet, but I mean, he, he is, that's like you, people, when he hit the rim after I helped him, I was so excited for him because he didn't do that before. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm watching this video by myself and like, I'm about to post it like, man, this, whatever. I, I don't think it's, I, I'm not even trying to be funny. I don't think it's funny. It's 60 seconds. You're not even supposed to post a video that long on TikTok. You mm-hmm. know what, whatever. I'll just post it. And like I said, five, six hours later, people start texting me. and Had no idea it was going to gain that traction. Yeah, dude,
0: that, that is unbelievable. I didn't even know about the numbers. I already thought it was just a, a great, video altogether because i'll be honest i can relate to the kid my jump shot's been trash and that that got progressively worse over the <laughs> years so i felt man it hit me in my heartstrings right you lift too much brian the nah, you're right i'm you too stiff teams, bro doing bicep bro
2: it's you all yeah all more
0: either I'm a catapult, bro. It's all shoulders and freaking at the elbows, man. Just boing.
1: Boy, I got some clamps though. Oh, I got, man. I got,
0: I got the clamps. I will not challenge you, okay? Peeves, maybe because he would be running his mouth, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we were talking about origin story about how the nonprofit started. I did want to get into a little bit of how you became the Hooper that you are now. So how how did the basketball origin? of robo come about yeah you
1: got to tell them why they should why they should listen to you man because your forms great videos are great i like they're so you know genuine but yeah let them know it's so inspirational
2: let them know it's hard it's hard man i i I was i talked to a school yesterday i'm like man i hate talking about myself but i feel like i have to (laughs) to get anybody to listen (laughs) Mm -hmm. but no absolutely my, my love for the game started at a young age my my dad coached every year of my life growing up, so I was i basically out the womb off till told everybody I was always in basketball season, because my dad was always coaching, and I straight up was not very good in junior high. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you this way. Guess what type of shoe I was wearing in junior high? Um,
0: were you wearing <laughs> black Air Force ones?
2: Oh my gosh, white Air Force ones? <laughs> what? Stop it. <laughs>
0: Were
1: they high Are tops at
2: least? Uh, they were high tops. They, they had a blue Nike Swish, Air Force Ones, and
3: heavy.
2: heavy. And my dad even is like, As I, I'm telling you, people don't understand this. Like, I would get last when we'd have to sprint down and back with the guards. And, oh, my goodness. But, however, I could always shoot the ball. And you talk to peeves. Peeves like Robo could always shoot the ball. I was chunky. had a comb over. <laughs> and, and um, but like just put in so I put in so much work and I truly mean that. And I try to tell kids all the time, you know, like, you have to redefine what hard work actually is. Cause some people people think they work hard and they really don't.
3: And mm-hmm.
2: I've lived the game of basketball. Absolutely lived it. Um, to the point where when I when I finally got on the AAU team, I had to travel two hours to go to practice. Dang. So, like, that's the type of level of commitment I was on. And I tell you what, personality makes so much of a basketball player. I I have an addictive personality. So, when I do something, it's to, like, the 100th degree. Like, I have to be great at it. So, on top of that, I'm ADHD. So, basketball and falling – like, those those things together just made sense. Like, I just wanted to play and move and, like, nonstop with it. Um, But a lot of my success – is just man, putting in a ton of work, and then I only had one division one offer, you know. Um, like Steph Curry was the same way. You look at a guy with my stature, you wouldn't say, Oh, division one basketball player. No, you, I'm six right. foot, I'm a white guy. Like people like me automatically have odds to overcome if you want to play at a high level. But I got one division one offer and I signed as a junior and just happened. It, so much of success in any sport is being at the right place in the right time but also being in the right system absolutely i was so fortunate to play at uic so illinois chicago for the listeners and i started i was a sixth man already as a freshman like i got a lot of tick early on because this system fit me um so yeah and what what
0: years are,
2: are we talking
0: here when you were attending
2: uh, uh, college ball was 2007 to 11. Jeez, you're old. I mean, <laughs> wise, <laughs> wise. A lot of wisdom, fellas. So,
1: uh, so what it what it sounded like to me, Brian, he said he was short, chunky, but he shoot. <laughs> Here so we go. I knew this Robo is where this was going. Would be me if I was dedicated to basketball. So rubble <laughs> so
0: was Dan Dutton before Dan Dutton. <laughs> That's crazy. Man, I was chunky, dude. I, I had, had that stash though.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Neither did he at the time. Yeah, uh-huh. no, at the time. I oh, said, dude, I had a uh, Dan I'm looks like I one of those I guys. Good did, that... did jump shot, but I was slow. But I had handles. Okay, mm. I get to the rim slow. I'd have to cross you two times to get there, but I still get you.
0: He had the um. I everyone that we played with would always say like he was never the fastest guy. He was a great shooter, whether it be like off the dribble or spot up. It didn't matter, but he—you could never rip him. I mean, I ripped him because I had longer arms, and we'll get into that cow a little bit later. But, cow. um, but yeah, it's just like he never got the ball stolen from. Him. It was—it was crazy. No matter how slow he was, it just people uh, underestimated shifty. him for sure. Oh, shifty, shifty. Well, every time
1: we go to the parks and they look, you know, see the little chunky white dude, and they're like. Tsk. I worried about him. They didn't
0: they didn't really know you were that chunky because you always wore oversized South Pole or South Pole
2: shirts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was slow. I, I was a liability on defense. A but, liability. Uh, yes, <laughs> he, he solid, was.
2: solid in a zone defense. You probably knew positioning really well. Yeah, like, yeah, yes.
1: yeah. I'm good in the zone. I knew where <laughs> oh, he
2: transition.
1: locks down
0: the he locks down the top of the key in a three two zone, that's for sure. Man, <laughs> that's funny. So now we're back to college ball. So you said you were sixth man out the gate. So when did you get that starting role? Uh, sophomore
2: year. Okay.
0: That's yeah, my okay.
2: sophomore year is sophomore year was our best year we had at UIC because um, I, I was second leading scorer my sophomore year, and I actually played with a guy from Indiana named Josh Mayo, absolute bucket. And man, Josh he made Mayo. things. Man, he made things easy on me. Any um, relation always, to OJ? <laughs> no, not at all. This man's, <laughs> this man's five, nine and a half on a chemistry book. <laughs> but honestly, I think he's still playing overseas. Really? Where from Indiana was he from? Oh, my gosh. um, Maryville.
3: Really? Um, Josh, that's right. that's I hope right I didn't
2: then. do you wrong, Josh. I think it was Maryville.
0: <laughs>
2: that's cool, man.
0: Yeah,
1: some Rob might know of him or something then because that's around yeah, yeah high school yeah. basketball. Yeah, they probably – that's, Cross no, that's pretty nice. In, in the we're, we're,
2: you're originally from Chicago, Robo? No, I'm, I'm from Central Illinois. It's a little town called Forsyth. Okay.
0: The
1: Forsyth, boys.
0: Yes. I can't say I've been anywhere close to there. No. Nah. So, Honestly, I thought I was
1: in North Carolina. Every time I hear you guys talking about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> why, I don't know right? why, dude. Just, <laughs> Forsyth sounded like a North Carolina city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no. where are you at now? I thought, dude, because of, you know, you're – your southern twang you got going on. I thought I thought oh, you were no. down there with Peeps. Is it that bad? Like, be honest with me. Is it bad? Yours is more like it's it's more <laughs> noticeable than anybody else in the. Like, Peep sounds like he's from here. Same thing with Zach because they're obviously from here. But I don't know. You're like, I don't know.
2: It I don't sounds. I call it
1: the you, southern twang. It's just a he got an accent, voice, bro. Like, it's yeah, there. listen,
2: boys. Listen, my my best friend in this entire world, my wife that yes. girl is more sounds more country than anybody you've ever met and i'm really? telling you it's 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 changing my tone and it scares me <laughs> <laughs> just so much than no, you're not crazy. It was honestly a dagger to me, but I'm gonna keep my head up. Man, <laughs> this guy's like, There's... He's about to hit the
0: leave record button. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it's
1: not good. And that's, soon he's gonna funny. be like, Hey, I'm gonna go down yonder.
0: I'm like, Would you <laughs> excuse me? Come again, <laughs> man. That's awesome. We had so some, yeah,
1: uh, we have family in Alabama, and every time we go down there, we'd start talking real southern for the fun of it.
0: Oh, wow, that's just disrespectful. Hey, honestly, I'm trying to fit in for shits and giggles, man. And they just they do that on the regular. And you're just gonna <laughs> lowball yeah, them
2: like that, right? It's how they talk. <laughs> I'm trying to fit That's them. how
0: they talk. <laughs> so, yeah. they talk. <laughs> so um, my like tourist. Let's see here. So we got into your college ball. I think who told me was it Zach
2: that you played overseas? I didn't know this, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So humble.
1: I didn't know either, man.
2: Man, no, yeah. So yeah, I played overseas. I played for two different teams. My second stint was so short because I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. I was like, I'm not what am I doing in the middle of nowhere in Slovakia? Like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I honestly, I should have part of me wishes I would have stuck it out, but at that time I wasn't in the right mental space. Um, you know, the my after my first year playing, I played really well and I got some offers to go and play in Russia. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, like, this Eastern Europe-type stuff is – I w- I literally went in depression over there. Um, it's Overseas is not for everybody. It sounds cool. I got paid to play basketball. It sounds great. But when you live that, whew, I was tough.
1: Where was your first so, stint at? What was the team you were playing with?
2: I was in – See if you know your geography. I was in the Republic of Georgia. So that would be southwest of Russia, right there by the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I played in Tbilisi, and it's a, it was the capital city of Georgia, had 3 million people in it. city was decent. Um, don't get me wrong, but it's just no one spoke English, man.
3: That's tough. It's tough. You
2: it. had no friends. And on top of that, what people will sleep on is the fact that the time difference, you know, they were nine, eight, nine hours ahead. So I wasn't talking to anybody until, what, maybe four or five? And y'all mm-hmm. were just getting up over here. So, I, that man, I did a number on me.
0: So you said, like, you mentioned just not being in the right mental state. Was it just the fact that where you were at, no one really spoke English? Or you couldn't really, like, there was a language barrier? Or did you get homesick? Was the play style or, like, that basketball lifestyle so much different there compared to the states? Well, what do you think it was?
2: Man, for, let's speak on basketball first. I was obsessed with the way they played basketball. Really? I, I and I flourished, and again, I just I'm a spitting facts. I averaged 24.
3: Oh shit! Okay. And it's
2: they let me do whatever I wanted to do. Um, it was so so good, but like basketball only took. we we didn't even practice longer. These guys are pros. And mm-hmm. I, I get why NBA practices are short. Like we know what we're doing. Like we just need to stay in some type of shape. So practice would only be an hour and a half. Sometimes the longer days, two hours and you're by yourself the rest of the day. Um. So that brought on this, like, man, I'm lonely as heck. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not built for this. And it, it, it might sound soft to some people, but go and try and live it. Like I, I it, it wasn't for me and my agent, he, he called me. He's like, man, He's like I've had, he's had hundreds of people. He's like there's always there's always four, five, six of y'all who just it's 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 not built for it. And I'm like, man, that might be me. And could it have been different if I was in Spain or Germany? Maybe I don't know. Um, but I wanted to start a family, man. And I don't I don't know if that would have happened for me uh, if I would have kept kept going down that path. And that, that that was where my heart was.
1: It seems like just the isolation of it, even though you're surrounded by people, mm. you know, being you know obviously. You're not the country you're used to, so it's like I'm sure the food's different. Maybe it's good, but it's different, so you don't have no, like, comfort food. You don't have your, your boy you can call up when you're ready to talk. You said you got to wait. But, like, what about the team? Was, like, everybody on the team, did anybody on the team speak English? Or, like, playing the game, was it easy to communicate, or was that a barrier too?
2: No, the game, it wasn't hard to communicate in the game. They, they actually ended up bringing a, a guy from Chicago over who was in the same league. as He's from loyal Chicago. And we became really good friends. but And it's just like other things people don't understand. It's, it's going to make sense to you guys. But they're bringing Americans over to take the locals spot. You are not liked by teammates. Uh-huh. Wow. Like okay. I got into it so bad with another guard. They got rid of him after five or six games. I I I tell you, I love everybody. I hated that kid and he hated me. And they're like, all right, he's gone. And it's like, it's just, man, it was, that's how, that's how it is. And like, we, I'm telling you, I don't know where I can't, I can only speak to two spots I was at. I don't know how it is in like the others, other places overseas, but we got Americans get no calls, bro. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> oh my. And you can't even like explain like, because they, they, they spoke a different language, the refs. Yeah. It's in they, one ear and out the other for them. Yeah, they don't care. But, but on top of that, now B-Rack, Dan, okay. You didn't have to listen to your coach, man. Whew. What? You didn't have to listen to him. You don't know what he's saying. That's
0: that's <laughs> that's
2: great. That was great.
0: That's a that's a wait what <laughs> <one> moment? Like <laughs> yeah, I was like wait
1: wait. wait. Do you say you have to or you don't have to? You don't have to. You Don't listen to him.
0: He don't. He can't speak. Yeah, I mean, well, he all he can do is scream and shout. If you don't, know, hey
2: bro, I can't understand you. Where's my translator? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and like half time, like half time for us, there's no adjustments made. We didn't, I didn't know what was going on,
3: yeah. That
1: does seem kind of like you're out there with a bunch of people, it does feel like you're on the island almost, though. I know. <clears throat> and the social but, person, and then, I don't think I, I wouldn't like that either,
2: right? I'm so extroverted, and it's again, some people love it and they swear by it, it wasn't me
0: yeah I think you you were definitely comfortable enough, you know even your agent. he's like, hey, you know some people just aren't cut out for it, but you probably didn't take it as a shot. It's just you felt at that point like, okay, I, maybe I want to do something else. And you even pointed out you wanted to start a family. So how I, I don't know how long you've been married and then how far removed you are from that uh, overseas basketball life, but like what's, what's the gap? What's, what was the timeline like after overseas ball?
2: six years before Ashton and I got married. Okay. I had to, I I came back and I did some stuff in Illinois. I decided to become a teacher. So I actually had to go back to school for two years which was awful. Um, And then (laughs) I ended up, man, it was just, it was tough man. And then I uh, ended up getting out of my hometown and just moved to Nashville and I met my wife within the first couple weeks moving down here.
0: What? That's incredible, man. That's awesome. Sounds like fate.
2: Man, so um,
0: that's, you say. Are, are you man. saying? Are you saying when I move to North Carolina, there's a chance?
1: <laughs> there is a chance, yes. <laughs> but you it's gotta like, make you gotta make her come come back because I mean, unless you're going to, you're going to Texas is your end goal, right?
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the end game. You know, we we're we're trying to be somewhere nice and sunny, good old TX, Houston, preferably. Mm. H town. So H town. Why so, not? I I mean, we'll see. Right right now, the goal is just, you know, we, we travel as much as possible, and if we find a spot we like and we want to, you know, settle down somewhere, then hopefully I would have gathered enough travel time and information to come to a better decision. But right now, we're not there yet. Man. So. I, you.
2: I like that thought process, though.
0: Well, I mean, I have came across a lot of wise people along the way, and, and you are definitely added to that list, Robo. <laughs> Thank you. To- <laughs> So, so I do have uh, some basketball questions. Oh, so oh, here we go. So me and Dan, we were trying to think of some stuff earlier, but I am a man that likes to think of things on the fly. You know, I'm very good at bouncing things off at the, uh, at the tip of a hat. So if you have one isolation, one go-to move to get you a bucket, what are you doing?
2: Am I dribbling or am I def- – Yeah, you're taking the ball break. up. You're taking the ball Okay. Up. Oh, easy. He- Hezo shot with my right hand. Hezo pulled up, like T-Mac used to do.
3: Okay. Shh, shh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay.
2: Now, what about off the ball? Uh, uh, when when I'm not dribbling? Or... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. If I'm not dribbling, actually, just are supposed to video this. I am jabbing to the right, doing a one-dribble step back every time.
0: Nice. nice. I like, I like it. it. I like it. You taking notes, Uh. Uh, everybody that's listening. So if you come across Rob on the streets, and he's even if he's you know walking with the family, and you got a ball in your hand, challenge this guy. <laughs> ball up! I heard, I heard what you're about. Let's Get you those know.
1: ankles snatched Nashville.
0: Come on, man. Do, uh, this guy.
1: So just that question you said you're driven right hand. Hezzy, are you right handed or left handed?
2: I'm right handed.
1: Okay, because I, what I like, like I, I like that little like Hezzy and just pull up. But yes. I I shoot right handed too, but I I like it like coming off my left hand for some reason.
2: Yeah, I, I've always felt like my my sh- but my it might be where your shooting pocket is. My shooting pocket's more on the right side of my body than it is my left. So the ball is already close to my shooting pocket, so it's easier for me to get off. Gotcha. You.
1: you know what? I, and I noticed watching your videos is how like uh, like obviously you played the game your whole life, and that's obvious. But like how much of a like a student you are of the game. Like I play the game, I enjoy it. I love it. You know, when I was in, like, middle school, high school, I would practice things. But I never broke my shot down. Like, you, like I don't know how I shoot. It's just I just naturally shoot, and it goes in. Obviously, I know the mechanics of, you know, the elbow in and whatnot. But I don't even know if my elbows square in. You know, I know it depends on, like, your body and everything. But, like, when I was watching you tell that kid, you know, like, don't drop your hand. You're pulling your body away. I was like, dude, I would never, ever think of that.
2: Man, no. Much love. Yeah, no, I was – I was, I was obsessive about shooting as a kid. I went to, went to bed in tears a few times because I couldn't figure out how to shoot properly. <laughs> Boy, I was insane. I, was, I about quit basketball because I couldn't figure out how to shoot good. Man.
0: Well, I mean, you put in the work. clearly. I mean, and you're so meticulous with, like Dan said, it's like you're breaking it down from, okay, where's the elbow position? Where am I catching the ball? Uh, the follow through from, you know, whether it be from the, the, the you know, the wrist flick, you know, following through with the fingertips, all that stuff. And I can relate in terms of bowling because most people, they'll just go up and throw the ball. And mm-hmm. if they miss a certain spot, it's like, okay, well, why did that happen? Did I do something with my hand? It, am I slowing my feet down on the approach? Where's my elbow? Like you start breaking down, you know, and fine tuning things, especially if you – have a love for the game and you continue to be a student. And that's obviously where you're at with this whole thing. And it's just, it's really good to see.
1: You know, that's a good point. You bring up bowling. Cause we bowled together for a lot of years. <clears throat> and I always said out of everybody I've played, but like any sport with you with body control, like, you know, your body position, like, Oh, I, I didn't rotate enough or I was a half a step. And I'm like, I'm watching you like, bro, it looks the same to me. Or if I'm throwing, you're like, Hey, you know, go a half a board over or, do this with your hand. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm like, I just my body control. I don't. I'm like, a, I just do it right. And you yeah. see me have great games. Like I mean, two eighty something, two ninety something, almost getting at three hundred. But yep. when you do it, it looks so much better because all the the strikes are the same. Bro, I had so many of my strikes. They were all different. Like I had, you know, obviously a lot in the pocket, but then I'd mm. have like the Brooklyn on the other side, or I'd come in light or come in too high but uh yeah, i i think that's probably both of you probably have really good body control and can can mimic that i just i don't my brain don't And work think
0: that about way. it it with that we're 2021 right now the last time we bowled consistently was from 13 to 15 was last season and you know we all thought we were really good and stuff like that i thought i was probably at the top of my game and fast forward 6 7 years later still and i'm climbing. still fine tuning things like okay Man. my speed i'm getting different equipment <laughs> i um, you know, moving, you know, my body in a different parts of the lane. And I'm still learning from, you know, Robo's the same way. He's, he's super, super humble. Robo probably one of the, I've known this guy, we've known this guy for only a short amount of time. One of the most humble dudes I've probably ever met. But in terms of me with bowling, it's, it's the same way. I know how good I am, but I am also aware that there are other bowlers that do things much better than me. And I am open, and it doesn't even have to be about bowling. I'm just very open to taking in information, and whether I think it's BS or not. They might have a valid point somewhere in their, you know, their explanation. I just take it in. So, and I'm sure Robo is the same way.
2: And that's so cool because you got my mind just turning over here. Because what I'm being serious about that, that threes in a row, I'm just like, well, I keep, I keep getting a thirty, and it's like there's a mental block. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, shooting a three, or it, in this case, no one's guarding me. It's almost like a free throw, just further back. It's the same thing as bowling. Of like, I always wondered why. Why don't you guys strike every single time? Like, like, tell me, like, why does that? Like, how? There's nothing changes. Like, you could mm-hmm. even line up your bowl with them little arrow things, like. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> How do you Brian. not
2: strike every time. Like, give me I'll some insight, bro. Give me I'll some insight. It. Um, so,
1: things change. Things so, do change. You don't notice, but things do change. A, a lot of
0: things change. There's you. not, there's a little bit more variables in bowling than there would be like in basketball. So, okay. just real quick, you know, when you're bowling, there's obviously oil on the lanes. So, there's a pattern that you follow. And everyone that's bowled long enough, you kind of know where the spot you had to throw it, how much it'll hook if it hits a certain part of the lane. And then bowling balls are so advanced in their technology now that there's bowling balls that you get that hook a little bit earlier if there's too much oil in lanes. There's balls that you can throw that down lane and hook more on the back end. Um, So, And for me, the hardest thing I had to learn early on was, was my speed. And Dan, I mean, you probably saw me. I was sprinting. Yeah. to the damn foul line and how the you remember jesse you know the older guy was called cool, my, my my dad yeah he would always be like dude you gotta slow down you gotta slow down and in my head i'm like i am slowing down i am slowing down and it wasn't until like three four years later i was really you know when i was wondering why like man i i go to different bowling alleys and i'm not striking the same or that ball's floating to the outside it never came into the pocket and everyone i talked to was like dude you are Sprinting to that line, you need to slow down. That ball is going 21, 22 miles per hour. And a lot of these bowling alleys will break down and tell you how fast you throw the ball. And I'll come back and I'll watch. I'm like, okay, that one, it felt good off the release. I hit my spot. It went through the pins like it was supposed to. I'll look at the speed and my sweet spot's around 16 to 17 miles per hour. As I start to creep up and get amped up, if I throw it any faster, I'll get light in the pocket or it won't reach the pocket. Um, or even if I hit certain parts of the lane, I do speed up. And I know mentally, like, I'm speeding up. I will change the angle at which I'm approaching the lane. And it's – do little things here and there. It's like you already know the proper way to shoot. It's just for some reason, sometimes you'll just – I don't know. You'll do something goofy with your hand. Like, why did I do that? You know? Right. Yeah. And, and the, uh,
1: <clears throat> maybe he could explain a little bit more on this because I don't know the specifics. But when he said there's, like, oil on the lane, it's not just, like, a thin coat through the whole thing. If There's, like – patterns for different alleys or different tournaments even where the pattern of oil that's placed is different
2: that dude that's that's cool i've got me low-key kind of interested in bowling i didn't know there were variables of that nature
1: yeah so then and there was a thing like if you have your spot right so you're throwing your spot you're good but let's say the people that you're bowling with obviously on the same lane if their spot is different they could be pushing oil into your spot or removing oil so if you're Mm left-handed usually have like a uh, uh An advantage because Most of the time you're the only left handed bowler So once you make your, your your Spot in the oil If you just stay there there's nobody pushing oil Back in your, your ah,
3: That's cool mm-hmm. I, didn't,
0: I
2: had no idea
0: I think the only way I'd be able to compare it to basketball would be If you shot in the same spot Every time In, in the ground or the place where you were shooting Consistently Slowly got more and more into the ground mm-hmm. Like and then over time, you're like, oh shoot, like I'm coming up short. Like that would be the only alteration, but that would obviously never happen. Um, so yeah, that's there's a lot of intricacies in, in bowling. And I, I think in basketball, it's it's much more consistent. So Man. it's a great insight right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to get get you some bowling in sometimes, bro. It's uh
2: Pomp it's a so love bad. hate thing.
1: Oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> right, yeah, we got
2: you. We'll trade <coughs> some shooting lessons for some bowling lessons. Man, yes, I need to get B rack on the shot correction form. You bro. do, bro. man. The the boys be they will be
0: roasting <laughs> me. They like <laughs> and no no BS. Like the last time I hooped was I think uh, June of 2020 when we reopened for the first time. I played in Lorenzo's uh, tournament. He had semifinals and finals, and I was there strictly for defense. And, man, Robo, I don't know if you're a defense specialist, but you would have been happy as hell. Like, So we're in the championship game. Our starting point guard, actually, he tore his Achilles. And he's one of the best hoopers I've ever played with that I've ever seen. His name's Justin Ortiz. He's, like, I think in his early 30s maybe or mid-30s probably. But <clears throat> so, anyways, we were down by a bucket. and No, actually down by a point. And so the other team had the ball, I think we had to foul them so they can shoot free throws because there's only, like, 10 seconds left. So – you know, guy throws uh, inbounds the ball to the guy I'm guarding. I follow him. Does it again? I follow him again. <clears throat> so now this last go around, he'll have to shoot free throws. So he's they're in their uh, their front court. So I see the guy. He tries to jab towards uh, towards the basket. I pull on his shirt a little bit, and he tries to make a move to go into the back court. And his buddy that inbounded the ball already threw it there. So I sprint to it. My guy's trailing me. I smack that ball off his leg goes out of bounds. We drop an out of bounds uh play or an inbounds play like underneath our uh, underneath the basket. Guy comes off the screen, gets the bucket, and we ended up winning the game. So let's go. That was my I think I only made like I think like a couple layups and and maybe a three and and, and that was it. Other than that, I don't even everyone knows now I ain't no shooter. I will somehow <laughs> I'm like Rod Strickland, bro. I will get to the bucket somehow. <laughs> that. That's
2: funny. Oh man.
0: So, yeah, man, just yeah, you need you need to help me, Robo. Please, man, just donate your knowledge to me. Man, I'd so love My it. man's like
1: Joe King Noah out here. Cool, All right, it ain't that bad.
0: They used to call me Sean Marion. <laughs> oh, wait, no, okay,
2: oh, no, KO, now that's not good. That's not good, bro. It's not. It's what I was saying is like, I, I want to take a guy like you, Brian, who would work on their game and just like film it for 30 35 minutes whatever it is and just show like these quick clips of how the form slowly changed because when like basketball is obviously worldwide and when people can figure out how to shoot a little bit they legit get so excited and i, I love it
0: dude i i haven't felt <clears throat> i haven't felt that way in a while and you know what dan actually just sparked a thought in my head so in 8th grade when we were playing basketball and i never knew this or anything we were practicing shooting free throws <clears throat> and coach was like, okay, everyone's gonna shoot 10. And we didn't know at the time, but he's like, you'll know how many sprints you have to run uh, after you're done. We're not gonna put a number on it for how many you miss or whatever and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I I hit my I'm going to shoot my seventh one and coach is like, uh, wreck, uh, go ahead and shoot your free throw again. I was like, okay, shot it, made it, no issues. And he's like, OK, now hold it the way I, I was telling you guys to hold it and do it like this. I miss the next two. And I'm like, he's like, you shoot two handed. I was like, what? And I, I had no idea, bro. Like, I, I guess my left hand never leaves the ball. It, it maybe be leave. It, it leaves the ball slightly at the end, but it seems to always be there. But I never – my dad never mentioned it to me. He wasn't all that good. Like, he liked playing basketball. He wasn't that good of a hooper or whatever. I didn't really have coaches going up. I just played in the park. Like, we just played a lot of pickup ball. So, it wasn't an issue until – and literally ever since then, it was always engraved in my head that I was was a two-handed shooter. But other people I talked to like, hey, like, if you can do it consistently, you know, F it. Just keep doing it. And then I was so good at driving the basketball – and you know, getting to the getting to the hole that I was never worried about, like my shot. And then man. as it became harder and harder to drive the basketball,
2: my like, damn, bro, I don't have a jump shot. <laughs> I mean, you just made me think of something. So, so where do y'all uh, rank Larry <clears throat> Bird? Because okay, that man had an ugly jumper, but he made. Seems like I feel like he made every shot. I know it's an exaggeration, but Larry he's, he's top, from Indiana, top, top ten, top ten shooter, yeah. top ten shooter.
0: Okay, top ten shooter. Yeah. Or
1: we're talking, man. are you,
2: you want me to rank him player? Player, yeah. Like, like, if okay, he's top 75, where would you put him? That's tough. Um, I didn't think about it, man. I put know me on the spot. This, this gut reaction. Where's Larry? I know, I, I know
0: many people have him in a top 10. Um, I'll say be top honest, 15, I don't. Top yeah, I would say he's probably top 20.
2: I, I would agree. I, th- yeah, I think he's around the he's around like 17, 18.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, I, I would agree with that. He could be anywhere from fifteen to twenty for me. Yeah.
2: And and the crazy, crazy thing is he he would not be good in this era of basketball. Isn't that crazy?
0: No, because there's not the way one, he didn't really have shifty moves like that. I could be wrong for any of you uh, old heads that decided to listen to this, you know, <laughs> you can go ahead and tag me in a clip or something that Larry Bird was <laughs> shaking and baking and pulled up for three like Steph Curry is but they, they
2: would find one. <laughs>
0: yeah, they'd find and that's one and it. run with it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, I just, I just, uh, you know, put a hole in your argument right there. There's a video. i mean, no, <laughs> no not good enough. Where do you, speaking of threes, <clears throat> where did you start to notice, like, the change in, in the game, the way the NBA is played right now? Like, where, where did you start to notice it?
2: Oh, my gosh. This a, first of all, that's a great question. I think AI has changed everything. Um, 2001, 2002, when he started his Hezo cross. And, you know, there was a big discussion. If y'all remember, if like, is he carrying the basketball? And he 100% yeah. yep. was, but they they made it okay because money's the root of all evil. He was selling, he yeah. was selling tickets. But I wanted, like, I mean, we got a man in this podcast right now whose name's The Answer on Xbox <laughs> because that man was carrying the basketball. He was um, iconic. So 100%. So you start there and then you go. You fast-forward like five, six, seven years, roughly, and Manu Ginobili brings in the Eurostep. So now so now we're bringing in – we got a carry, and we have the Eurostep, which honestly the Eurostep's not a travel, but it brought – it now brings forth guys like James Harden who are really taking the rule to another level. Yeah, he's, um, yeah he
1: flirts with that that line of travel.
2: Okay. And it just, he does. And now go there with me. Okay. We're talking about all things that if you do well and you are athletic, you will always outplay the other player who's not athletic. To Mm -hmm. whereas it used to be a more, like, think of John Stockton's game. He wasn't a Hezo cross in anybody. Right. You know what I'm, but he was, he was, he's, uh, is he still first in assists? I don't know stats. I don't know. I know he's up there.
3: I think Um, he's still
0: first.
2: Is he still first? Yeah.
0: I don't think anybody's touching him. I think he's at least two to 3,000 assists from, the second place, which is retired,
2: but like you, like you didn't see moves like that. So you add a euro, you add a he- uh, uh, able to almost carry the basketball, and you add like this three step almost finish with James Harden. It is an athlete's game because it's turning more into like you are almost running with the football. Again, that's an exaggeration, but like that's what that's kind of what we got to, and it really helps the more athletic player.
0: Yeah, do you think it takes away? Uh, a certain element of, of fundamentals though no i still think
2: the fundamental if if you're if you <clears throat> can play one-on-one yet are fundamental and how you score you're going to be great case in point is kevin durant kevin durant can shake and bake but if you actually watch how he scores it's basic baskets it's coming off the down screen it's it's literally one dribble pull ups. It is catching one dribble rip to the basket and finish. He doesn't have to get cute unless it's necessary.
1: Yeah, well, he's also out there lying saying he's six something when a dude's probably like seven eight.
2: You
0: ain't lying. Is he is he the most gifted or versatile scorer you've ever seen?
2: Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, um. Man, that's a really good question. I I still man my my second guy is going to be very questionable my first guy is it's hard to go against i'm just going to break down this one year it's hard to go against uh, james harden when he was with the rockets like that man was unguardable with the way they were refing and the way that offense was set up absolutely it was, it was i i've never seen i've never seen grown men <laughs> like just not be able to guard a guy no matter who you threw. It was unbelievable.
1: Tell me you remember the clip where I think it was Ricky Rubio was standing behind him.
2: (laughs) He was trying to guard him
1: from behind. And then (laughs) James is like looking at him. He just like runs to the free throw line, puts up a quick jump shot. I'm like, what? It was the
0: most bizarre thing I ever saw, bro. And you were just waiting for him to step back
1: right into you? like
2: what? It's unbelievable. The way he scores the ball. Yeah, who was your second? Man, if 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 honestly, if we could rewind uh, rewind the clock back just a second, if I want one bucket, I I got to get. Oh man, Peeves gonna hate, hate me, but I got to get a ball, Carmelo Anthony, bro. Oh that, man, uh,
1: shout out Demons, dude. That's, I, let's go,
2: Demo. <laughs> I absolutely i i when I show clips of guys, I show Carmelo because I think his footwork is amazing. And he's not as cute as Kobe was. I love Kobe. Kobe don't get me wrong. Like, but, like, like when I have to show clips, like, not everyone can shoot Kobe's fadeaway. Carmelo's footwork and the way he scores, I think it's it's unbelievable to me.
0: What was his move? Like, dude, I'm telling you, if there was ever one move, and this was before I found out I was a, you know, a two-in shooter, um, where he would just have the ball, in you know, mid-range. He'd be facing up his defender. He'd take that one. You know, jab step to to the right. You know, he, he you know do that fake and then just pull up like that
2: is yeah. one move. I wish it was so simple, but he was a bucket efficient. every time. Efficient. And that's why I he that that you said it, Dan. That's what I love and that's what I try to tell every kid. Like be efficient in how you score. And Carmelo <clears throat> was that, and Low Key still kind of is that. He still can score like crazy. It, yeah, it's it, being
1: a, being a, uh you know you said efficient, and I know we've. Said we were similar body types back in the day. Is that, do you think that's where you got it from? Cause I know being slow and not fast, I always, I always wanted to be efficient. So on offense, I wasn't trying to work my tail off to get a bucket. I was trying to take a couple moves, get a shot up. And yeah, that was no, it.
2: No, for sure. And I think, yeah, my, my, uh, my gift was just shooting. So it's like, man, how can Dirk could score all those points? Obviously, seven foot one, but just basically shooting at different spots, you know, he never really made moves. And, um, me, myself is like, obviously nowhere near that level, but if I was going to score everything in my game was predicated off catch and shoot threes, opened up the game for me.
0: That's incredible. I do like, uh, your, the, the first two people you mentioned that revolutionized or changed the game, starting with AI. And then I totally forgot about Manu Ginobili. He kind of brought, you know, the Euro step in. And then – because I think the the common, like, go-to answer is like, oh, who revolutionized or changed the game? I think, like, because LeBron James has done it for so long and the milestones he's accumulated and he's so polarizing, like, that's probably, like, a common answer. But I do like A.I. Manu, and I feel like you had to fast-forward all the way up until we reached Steph Curry.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, shoot. Talking about running a, a shooting, you know, TikTok, where you're trying to help people shoot better – what a better time than right now, dude. Everybody's trying to pull up jumpers from mm-hmm. any range now. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I Last time I tried to play basketball somewhere, I don't know if anybody took a shot underneath the three-point line.
0: So back to – we're talking about range. We mentioned Steph Curry. So we've, we've hit Allen Iverson, Ginobili, Gino Ginobili, and then we're fast-forwarding to Steph Curry, the man that's, in my opinion, has revolutionized and changed the game in our generation – Peeves or God, oh my goodness, man! I really almost called you Peeves right there. That's crazy. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I love I love you, Peeves. Uh, Robo, do you one? Do you
2: got range like that? And do you agree that Steph Curry has revolutionized the game? One, I do not have range like that. That's <laughs> that's just a whole nother level. It's just and it's so quick too, from how deep it is. That's the crazy thing about it. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's. He has revolutionized the game. Um, but, again, I'm not trying to give my different takes on here. I also think it, it just a few years before him, really, the Rockets with their whole analytics and just jacking threes didn't help either. <laughs> um, so you couple those two together, yeah, now everyone's shooting tons of threes, um, which I don't, I don't know if I agree with uh, at the end of the day, but who am I to say? But do you feel like – and.
0: You could probably use 2015 and 2016 Warriors as a reference. Like, yes, they, him and Clay, arguably the two best shooters of all time, just happen to be on the same team. But the system that Steve Kerr runs, and with Draymond being an undersized center, being able to command the ball movement, um, navigate, you know, and direct screens and Steph and Clay just being able to maneuver through those screens, I think that's just what made them different about, you know, the Rockets when they tried to adopt, you know, the three-point shot because they were just, you know, swing it, swing it, and then if you're open, just jack it up. It wasn't, you know, as beautiful to watch as when you watch the Warriors make make their back-to-back uh, finals runs in 15 and 16.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, the Warriors did it a little bit different in the fact that um, the guys who were shooting the threes were primarily running off screens. And like you said, you know, Draymond would take um, you know, that that point forward where he would be at the top of the key and then you'd have two on one side, two on the other coming off screens. Whereas in the Rockets were just play off James Harden's pick and roll and it was just him driving, either scoring for himself or those kick out for threes. Mm-hmm. Um Two different ways to do it, but at the end of the day, just jacking threes. Which, I mean, those guys in the the league can shoot. Even the average shooters are unbelievable. That's not true in high school. Like, there's like one kid on every high school, one or two kids that can actually shoot the ball. And that I do think that has hurt the game, because these kids think they can shoot, and they really can't. Some of them, anyway.
0: Yeah, and how can you tell them, like, hey, man, you kind of trash your shooting, bro, you should stop. No, right?
1: You don't got the green light, sir. No, straight red. Not, at, least, <laughs> at least not to you go see Robo. <laughs> that hey that shot right. Yeah. Come on.
0: yeah, go see Robo and he'll upgrade you to a yellow, man. Exercise of caution. <laughs> okay. I have a, I have another fire question, okay? Um, Would you rather... I love this. Would you rather get dunked on or would you rather get crossed over and then he pulls up for a bucket on you
3: oh
2: dunked on because dunked on's happened and i didn't i wasn't really embarrassed by it okay um now crossed up i feel like that's just man that's coming out of man's soul right there you think so i do man i think that's harsh
0: so 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 if you're would you consider yourself a lockdown defender were you a pretty good defender
2: I thought, I mean, you talk to some of my friends, they would say, no, I thought I was a decent defender. <laughs> my friends don't I'll, I'll know talking about. I'll put, put it this about. way. Thieves <laughs> didn't score on me. I'll put it that way. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> he already knows. Are you
0: guys the same age? No, he's a year older. A year older. Okay. Yeah. When did you guys start, like, hooping together?
2: Uh, oh, shoot, from the beginning, honestly. Um, really? Yeah, we, we started I don't know, I on his travel team, like fourth and fifth grade. We There was a year we skipped because he was on a better team than I was, and I didn't get asked to play because I was, ch- like I said, the, ch- the chubby white kid basically with the come over. Wow. And man, how, it was tough.
0: How how the, the tables have turned. Man, it was humbling.
2: <laughs> Just humbling for me. <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think, I think because I, I pride myself in being a good on-ball defender that I know I'm not going to be – especially the, the person I'm guarding is a superb ball handler and is very shifty. I know in the back of my head I'm like, I'm going to get crossed up at least once. But I can't – like e- even my height considered, if I know a guy's going to boom it and I go up there and challenge it like with all my might and I still get boomed on, stepped over, I don't know, man. That's just – I don't know <laughs> if I can walk away from that. I might have to leave. Well, I think, you know, you being a great defender and,
1: and accepting, like, all right, if I'm going to commit to this defense and I'm going to get crossed up, makes you a better defender because people are afraid to get crossed up. They're not going to play it as tough. No, I agree. It's a great point. Yeah, I just – So a follow-up to that question kind of is, you know, have how many ankles have you snatched and sent them to
2: the ground? Oh, man. Countless. I I wouldn't say countless. My the honestly, my favorite one that sticks out to me was in high school. I made a kid fall. <laughs> at, it was like the last you know last few seconds, and I crossed him up, and he fell over. And I just I was like, I didn't want to shoot the ball. I just want to stare at the kid. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. But man, that's
3: awesome.
0: Dan, yeah. tell them about the time you uh, the kid slapped the ground, and you had to. do Oh,
1: uh, this okay so uh seventh and eighth grade me and this kid had beef he, he went to our like rival school and uh we were in some tournament and the i don't know we didn't our coaches were cool personally um but i don't think we ran we just ran one play over and over again i would have liked to be able to do more uh i was like the point guard running it but we just same play every single time i'd bring the ball up past it and then we'd start going right and, you know, I was bringing the ball up, and this kid, I don't know, he had, so he had some weak bucket on the other side or something, was feeling himself. I'm bringing the ball up. He gets in his defensive stance and slaps the ground as I'm bringing the ball up. And I was feeling myself that game. I looked over at my coach while I'm bringing the ball up and pointed to this kid, and he gave me the shrug, like, all right, go ahead. So, I, I got him more than once. Crossed him up, splashed the three on him. Then... He came back. He tried to hit me with a wide crossover, easy rip, steal, fast break, layup, came back again. I gave him a little cross, got to the bucket. I think I might have dished at that time. So then he tried to come back, crossing me again, and his coach is yelling, run the play, run the play. And I'm <laughs> and I'm, I'm feeling myself, so I'm actually playing great defense on him. I'm slapping the ball away, and I'm telling like, like, yeah, you better run that play. You better run that play. <laughs> that dude – so – My favorite basketball moments of playing, like, organized basketball was that making him look like an idiot in that tournament, which we didn't win, uh, okay, but I felt great. The second time we played him, my eighth grade year, I think it was our final game. Some point during the game, I catch a ball in transition, fast break. He tries to run up on me. I cross him, he falls. As I'm going to finish, I look back at him as I take my gather step just so he knew I seen him, laid it in. Later in the game, we're down by three. Game's about to be over with, and this is I'm so happy I get to live this moment again. Uh, we're down by three. Coach is like, All right, done. I want you to take the shot, however you see fit. You, you take the shot, so I run the ball. So, like I said, our play every time, run down, pass it. Well, the dude knows I'm gonna pass it, so I told my I think it was I think it might have been Antoine that was to my right, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna pass it to you, I'm gonna jab, like I'm gonna cut, and just kick it back to me. So that's what I did. I passed him, jabbed, he kicked it. This kid came closing out on me. I didn't care. I, I raised up, bam, hit that three. He was boxing out so much. I you know saying I landed on his back and I just sat there for a second on his back, let him carry my weight. Came down. Buzzer went off. We go to the sidelines. We're going to OT. I was geeked. I was so mm, happy. So happy. We lost that game too. But <laughs> <laughs> see what they... happened? We're in OT, right? So we come out, we win the tip. I come down, my plays to pass it. Well, I just hit a buzzer beater three. I'm not running this play. I'm feeling myself. So I fake the pass. The kid that thinks he's really good knows I'm passing, so he tries to jump the pass. So I fake the pass, dribble through the middle, do like what my version of a Euro step is around their center, put up a layup in. My stamina meter went all the way to the top. I wasn't tired. I should have a game, game time three. I was feeling it. Then mm. our coach was like, all right, good shot. Run the play now. I was like, all right, all right. I got it out of my system. Uh, later in OT, um, we're down two. I take the bucket in. I get a little like, I like, jump off somebody, get a foul, go to the free throw line. That same kid is standing behind me while I'm shooting free throws in OT with like three seconds left. Maybe not even, maybe less than three seconds left. And he's talking shit behind me. Like, hey, shooter, don't miss, don't miss, don't miss. And I'm sitting there getting ready to shoot. And then my buddy Demas is back to like, hey, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, trying not to <laughs> So I'm sitting there, I catch my breath. Boom, hit my first three-throw. I step back like I'm not missing. I tell him I'm not missing. Step back up, get the ball. Doom, doom, doom. Bam, hit the second one. We're tied up now. So I'm thinking we're going to double OT. Zero chance this is going to happen. Not Some dude chance. on our team, instead of playing full court press because there's like a half a second or a second left, just turns around and runs straight to the other end of the basketball court. His guy leaks out to, like, half-court wide open. They chuck it to him. He catches it, turns around, throws up. No. A half-court shot, he goes in.
0: Oh, my god! Yes. And I remember watching that play because I was on the bench for that play, and I'm watching this whole thing develop. And the guy shoots the half-court shot in front of the scorer's table, and our center, this freaking goofball, by the time the ball gets through the bucket, he's – Already on his back with his hands on his head. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing out there? How are you already there? I'm
3: like, We're uh, playing full
0: court defense. This dude's already on the other side. Like,
1: man, I was oh. so mad, dude. I was like the best game I played in my yes. life so far. Uh, this dude just airhead, not not paying attention, <laughs> and it cost us. Like, whatever, dude. This team might have beaten us, you know, before, but like, this was our last game of middle school. You know, this is the last chance. I knew if I knew, I didn't know, but it was gonna be my you know last time lacing them up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I was, we weren't uh, blessed Hoopers like Robo to you know playing high school, <laughs> Division One uh, offer overseas. You know, man. Mother Russia. And what's funny with that
1: with that uh, that game is my mom was there recording, but the batteries on the thing were dead, and she wanted to make sure she had the whole game. So she's like, it's like on and off. So I was getting buckets throughout the game, but you don't see these buckets because they they come when the camera's off. But she did catch that buzzer beater three, and it goes from me putting it up. I don't even think you see it go in because the camera goes down and you just hear everybody yelling and clapping. And she oh. put it down to start yelling, cheering, and clapping. Oh man! Okay, but at least we got that one on.
0: So Robo, you know what's crazy is we caught we caught two things there. One, uh, the amount of flex this guy was able to have when the coach was like, hey. Get you a bucket, however you see I don't even think the great Robert Dutton had that flex at Morton High School. And this man had in eighth grade. And then secondly, how ironic that there's no film of any of the other buckets at said game. is that crazy? Man. Well, here's yeah. the thing.
1: Why would coach give me the ultimate green light if I wasn't hitting buckets to begin with?
0: That's true. Was he mic'd up? We don't even know if he really said that. Like, <laughs>
1: hey. hey, that's what happened. Okay, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay, I had the ultimate green light.
0: Man. That's funny. Robo, do you have a a
2: one moment that stands out, whether it be good or bad? Yes. The bet my best moment would be when we beat U of I as 18 and a half point underdogs at the United Center. Out of doubt. Yes. Just you playing mean- in the House of Jordan was great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's gotta feel different.
2: Oh, it's different. I'm telling and I'm telling you that the uh the bulls floor. It, I, it had springs in there. My adrenaline was on 10 the entire time. But I felt like those those NBA floors were super nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then my biggest – I still talk about my biggest loss, me and peeves do, was our – my junior year, his senior year, we lost um, the game before the state championship, so the semifinal game. And we were up five with two minutes and, like, 20 seconds left. And we, we somehow lost that game. What? Still bothers me. Do you me.
0: do you have a vivid memory of like how it kind of like went down?
2: Oh my gosh, we took an awful shot at one point. Peeps was in foul trouble the entire game. <laughs> hey, <laughs> out here sport. hacking,
0: bro. Jeez. <laughs> no, he
2: wasn't a hack, but he was our he, Austin was our center. He and he had, oh, a gu- shoot. he had he had a guard this five who, and I I don't know if he still plays in the MLB, but he was an MLB pitcher, like six four, six five, and like we just weren't built to guard this kid and Austin had to and he got two quick fouls on him and it and it forced me I was I was 9 for 29 that game what Damn. yeah uh, you want to talk about just i mean it still bothers me man because with all that being said we were at five with 2 minutes and it's like i, I we shouldn't have, not have lost that game we I, we should have won state back to back but so, did you win what your sophomore year? Then, or your year? my senior year, we won state.
3: Damn,
0: That's yeah. crazy. So, what during that game, you're up five, what, um, and you weren't particularly like shooting well, peeves in foul trouble. What was your guys's like go to? How were you guys getting these buckets and how were you holding them down?
2: Man, um, gosh, I, to be honest, I don't remember that, that much about it. it wasn't a high scoring game, mm-hmm. um. But I'm, I can't remember how many peeps had. It was me and him who who did the majority, if not. I feel like all of our scoring. I got you. But we we had we had scored enough points at that point to even still win. It was like a game in the 40s or really low 50s. Um, but yeah, we just I got so cold in the second half, man. It was it was bad, and people were hating on me too on the blogs. Remember when people used to blog? Yes. You know, I don't even remember. We had this one. It was Illinois high school sports, and people were just going at me like, "Man, all this kid does is shoot," and it wasn't true. But that game, <laughs> it was because my man got in foul trouble, and I was broke as hell. <laughs> uh, nine for twenty. You
0: can put up twenty nine shots, bro. That's man.
2: a lot. I, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you. In my entire college career, I never put in the put up twenty nine shots. That's incredible. It was a it was it was a weird game, to be honest with you. So your senior year, uh, where you guys won state, did you you guys just like run through everybody? Yeah, we were we were thirty three and one, and (laughs) and uh, to be honest, we wouldn't have won state. Two things, we wouldn't have won state number one if it wasn't for Austin Peebles the year before, um, because his senior class basically was just him and. We had we had to get a feeling of what it was like to be at state to before we won it. So that's number one, and number two, we the game we lost that year we had no business of losing. But I honestly think it shocked us so much that we could actually lose that things were just different after that. Like we we thought we were untouchable; no one was beating us. I had um, to get that it, one in earlier, huh? yeah, it, it was it was it was kind of later in the season. We uh, it was like another crazy story. A kid hit four threes in a row to beat us in the Ooh. fourth quarter.
0: Oh my god!
2: Yeah, I had I had thirty seven at the end of the third quarter and finished the game with thirty seven. No, and dude, he was just damn. like humble pie everywhere, man. It's like, <laughs> damn it, they're just <laughs> handing them out, <laughs> handing them out, bro. They can't stand losing. That's incredible. Well, I,
1: I always like to. Uh, to ask these questions to the people that played you know high level basketball or been around high level basketball who is the best player that you've played with or played against
2: played against is easily Norse Cole um he oh, okay. he he went to Cleveland State who was in our conference and I just I could never get by him and he was the same year as me so he came in in 07 and he always guarded me could not stand. He was he was stupid quick. And then the best defender, um, I for a summer I, I spent in Chicago. I don't know if you guys remember the name. His name's Brian Randall. He played at U of I. Mm-mm. Dude was he's six eight and just you couldn't score on that man. Unbelievable.
0: We're talking about Norris Cole, the
2: one that played for the Heat. Yes, he was. What? He was, yeah. He Damn. he came he came in the same conference I was same year and for some reason he always had to guard me which sucked. He was yeah, a you, pretty good defender
1: in the league. so I remember him high energy off me.
2: Yeah, he was like six. He was six three and he's just extremely quick and fast. And man, he was he was good. Man, this, that's got
0: some got some incredible story.
2: I didn't. I learned something new every day from Robo. This <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> See, I mean, it's like like people don't understand like UIC is not very good, but you know, at the time the Horizon League, which the league we're in, we were like the sixth or seventh ranked conference. You know, we had we had Butler. We, so Gordon Hayward was a year younger than me, mm-hmm. so we had to play all the Butler teams. You know, when they won national runner up two years in a row, that was my junior and senior year, and they were in our conference. You know, was he, a, he was he a bucket there at the time? Man, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. He's good. I just, I tell you what, it helps being six eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's true. That's facts. I would you know, never know.
2: It, it helps. I think it helps being six eight. And that's why, like, of, I mean, of course he can play. But like when when I like when I when I played against Norris Cole, I literally told my dad after the game. I said he like i never said this about people because I, I was very prideful in a good way but i looked at my dad and said he is hands down better than me like he just flat out better and it's like man but i i, I never just really felt that way about gordon hayward um though he though he is don't get me wrong <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but if you were 6a you, but, you'd thank have a you yeah that's what i'm saying it's like what what if I was six nine, you know, like with the same skill I have? Like I I guarantee you I'd be in the league. There. Gordon See, Who a lot, a lot of other people my my with my skill level. And I'm not saying I'm unbelievably skilled, but like enough to be a spot up shooter at least, my goodness. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. Genetics,
0: they they play a significant role. People sleep on genetics, but you combine that with skill and hard work, basically unstoppable. Man. It takes it's a different person real. to hit
1: 33s in a row, regardless of who's in the gym.
0: 33s. Mm. Look at me, man. I couldn't hit eight free throws in a row before Coach said something. That's crazy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> man, so, I hear shooting with both hands.
0: Wait, stop, man. I, man, we'll, we'll we'll do a, a breakdown. I'm, I'm going to take a video. I'm going to take a video. I don't know when. It probably will be when I'm in North Carolina. I'm going to find me a spot uh, to shoot hoops, and I'll send you um, – Man, it's gonna be terrible. I might cry looking at it. I don't know. <laughs> Robo, <laughs> Robo's probably gonna he's probably gonna watch it. He's never gonna get back to me. He's like, nah man, I, I don't know, I lost the file. It's crazy. Man.
2: The file's I, corrupt. I, I'm I'm starting a new category for these shot corrections. I got a few people on my list and one of the categories is prayer category. Like <laughs> this shot first of all, this guy needs prayer before we do anything. Yeah. <laughs> We
0: need, we need the word of God before he puts it yes. in the bucket. Like,
2: <laughs> Thus saith the Lord type stuff. <laughs> like, Lord and Jesus, please get us, man, some juice. Yes. He
0: needs help. <laughs> oh gosh,
2: Lord, we need grace right now, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been
0: really good, man. I, I really enjoyed uh, this discussion for a first guest. This is this has been awesome. And, and, dude, you're just a great person to talk to. You got this very good energy. You're, you are humble like you just you're a nice you're a good dude robo but hey, care i don't care what the other guys in Verdansk can call of duty got to say about <laughs> you man you' you are a great guy
2: man i appreciate that and i feel the same way about y'all and i'm and i'm honestly thankful for our call of duty group at the end of the day it's just for it's sure. crazy how people can connect over games it's just man
0: people Slept don't on. get it that podcast is coming very very soon so we probably should have mentioned this in the beginning but we all basically met through <clears throat> through Call of Duty during the pandemic, and uh, there's going to be a big group of us that will jump on a podcast to basically give our origin story of how we became. I, I feel like we're just another part of the uh, like a family, and I, I love it, man. It's great. We have great banter, whether it be through group text or when we're playing the game.
2: Oh, I know it's man, it's it's special, and I and I
0: appreciate that about y'all. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, Dan, did you? Have anything else that we want to touch on? Anything else we got to mention before we, we close her out?
1: No, man. I just, uh, just to reiterate, man, Robo, you're definitely one of the most genuine guys. And I hear that not just from, you know, me and Brian talking, but I mean, even my brother, he, he said it to me too when I was telling him you were going to be our, our first guest, which is a an honor. And so yeah. this is a moment in history right now.
2: Hey, but, we'll do it again, man. Oh, yeah,
1: for so sure.
0: We, we'll have to give, <clears throat> give people updates. Uh, about your nonprofit for uh, just go ball uh, you guys go check out his Instagram his TikTok uh, I'm sure he's gonna be coming up with more fire stuff so uh, Rob Facebook Preps.
1: page too right you got a Facebook page it's yeah all I just, got a Facebook page all um, of it is just just go yes. ball
2: right yes Unfortunately I got the name everywhere and same thing with the website just goball.com
1: and it's, if people want to want to donate they can go to JustGoBall.com to
0: donate yes. so is that what you want me to do uh just
2: go on the site and then i'll just send my stuff like we talked about earlier man i mean hey it's whatever whatever is in your heart to give we will accept it and we will somebody will be coming up because of it so it's whatever If it's shoes if it's just a basketball it doesn't matter to me man we're we're just thankful we'll grab whatever we can get all right man well that (laughs) sounds good
0: so we're gonna go ahead and sign off let the people go um Robo, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on. We we greatly appreciate it. You're gonna be back on again soon when we get the boys of our dance back on here.
2: Yes, love it. I look forward to it. Y'all I appreciate y'all having me on. This was great. Absolutely,
0: buddy. This has been
2: the No Script Podcast. We out. Still screaming. Yeah. Still
3: screaming.